I want to share with you is this, and then we'll get back to Joseph before I close. We need to decide and determine right now, above all else, who we're working for. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Oh, your boss at work, wherever it may be, no doubt is handing you a paycheck, hopefully. But remember, at the end of the day, you're working for Jesus Christ. When our skill level is high, but the challenge of the task is too low, often folks experience boredom. When our skill level is low and the challenge of the task is too high, it's just the opposite. We experience frustration and anxiety. You ever been there? With a task, you experience frustration and anxiety. However, when the level of the challenge matches the level of our skills, then we're in what they call in the flow or in the zone. And when we're in the zone or in the flow, as they say, we don't work mainly for money. We don't work for recognition. We generally don't work for promotion, applause, or fame. I've often heard it said, you find what you love and you do that, and everything else will be a byproduct. Joseph was doing what he loved, and that is serving his God with the utmost integrity and honor. We hunger for those times when we're in the flow of the Spirit, when we hunger for that. We hunger for His presence. You see, something happens in our spirit as we connect with the reality beyond ourselves and we partner with God. This is why the psalmist declared this in the 127th Psalm. If you've never pondered on this verse, think about it now. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now, I am by no means suggesting to you that we just need to sit down on our oils and do nothing and let God do it. That's not what that verse means. It means that in partnership with God, He will build the house. In partnership with God and in our relationship with Him, the Lord will guard the city. Amen. That's what Joseph learned in his dungeon experience. When he excelled and was promoted, the warden, he took time off. He just handed Joseph the keys and he said, I'm, I'm going to enjoy life for a while. You take care of things. Perhaps it could be said that flow or that zone is part of what we experience in that partnership and in that God in turn uses that to shape us. A biblical character by the name of Bazael experienced flow when he carved wood and David when he played the harp and Samson when he used his strength and Paul when he wrote the brilliant letters to the churches and Daniel when he ran a government and Adam when he gardened. You see, when we're working in that zone and in service to God, when we're experiencing flow and activities that enhance and bless the lives of others, we're working in the Spirit. Amen. Paul was in the flow when he described himself in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 10 when he said this. He said, poor, yet making many rich. 
having nothing and yet possessing everything. Almost sounds contradictory, doesn't it? But no, Paul was describing how it was in that partnership and relationship between him and God. Oh, there were times when he was poor, didn't have any money in hand, yet making many rich in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Having nothing, but yet possessing everything. Amen? So who are we working for? One thing we do know about Joseph. False accusations put him in prison. But it was the Lord who stayed near him and nurtured his soul while he was there. It's the Lord who will stay near you and nurture your soul in those dungeon moments. As a result, the Bible points out to us that Joseph found favor even in the eyes of the chief jailer. The one whom we might call the prison warden. The warden. To the point where the man trusted Joseph to supervise all the other prisoners. Imagine a situation and circumstances as bad as they were. Yet the warden trusted and respected Joseph so much that he did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made to prosper. You see, the Lord God remained first in Joseph's life. One might have suspected Joseph to become bitter and angry, vindictive because of the circumstances he found himself in, and he'd done nothing wrong. Someone might expect him to just throw up his hands and give up. I was in the pit once. I've gone through too much in life. I've short life that I've lived, I've been sold to a caravan. My family has deserted me and thrown me overboard. And here I am now after serving in Potiphar's house and managing things there for him, falsely accused, here I am. And what they said could have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Not Joseph. Because somehow in the midst of all of that, He saw God's hand in what was taking place. God, help us to see your hand in what is taking place in our lives here in 2015 at High Point Church. There's things going on we don't understand and we can't seem to get our mind wrapped around and we can't seem to get a focus on, but so it was with Joseph. But one thing he knew was I'm going to do what I'm going to do to the best of my ability. If it's guarding prisoners, if it's managing this prison under the the warden's direction, then I'm going to do it with everything I've got in me. I'm going to do it hardly because, you see, God's watching me. Joseph knew enough to know that God was with him and God was watching the job that he'd done.
the lens of God's will stood between Joseph and his circumstances, enabling Joseph to see God in them, to read God in them, and enabling God to use him in them. Now, I must admit, when a dungeon experience comes, and boy, they come in all varieties and sizes, don't they, Brother David? You'll walk in and find your house flooded. Oh, God. They come in sickness. They come in all different shapes and sizes. The quickest and the easiest response for us in our human frailty is to feel that we've been forgotten by God. And I've felt that way a few times. I don't know if you read the cartoon Ziggy or not, but when I get a chance to read Ziggy, I do and I enjoy it. Perhaps it's because he often says the very things that at times I've been thinking and just won't say out loud. One of my favorites that I read some time back shows Ziggy and with his big nose and his bald head. And he's standing on a mountain. He's staring far above out from the mountain. and He's looking there and the sky is kind of dark and there's one lonely cloud up there and Ziggy, in his infinite wisdom, yells out, Have I been put on hold for the rest of my life? Sometimes we feel that way, don't we? I know I do. But then I'm reminded of Joseph. What Joseph didn't know, and what we most of the time do not know, is what God is training us for in the future. God had a divine destiny for Joseph, and Joseph needed to be there at the right time. And in order to get Joseph there at the right time for the right occasion, and for such a time as it was, there's some things that Joseph needed to experience to get him down the path and the road to where God needed him to be. Because when you see here not too far down the road, just depends on how God lays this all out in my heart and mind, we're going to find a couple guys enter Joseph's life. And the wheels of change begin to take place. Oh, it takes a while. Don't think it happens overnight. Once again, down the road a little ways, Joseph was forgotten. No doubt we've all felt like that at one time or another. As old Ziggy did, haven't we? Lord, will you ever answer my prayers? How often the heavens seem more like cold brass than God's loving a bowl, we pray, and it seems like sometimes it just bounces back and hits us in the face. We often cry out, but nothing comes in return. Make no mistake about it, Joseph didn't deserve jail. But he responded to it beautifully. That's the marvel to me of Joseph's life and his story. First and foremost in his life was his vital and consistent relationship with his God. Oh, let that be our, let that be our standard bearer. And that's our consistent relationship with Almighty God. He has a plan.
God has a plan. Oh, there's so much I don't see and can't see that I wish I could. I'd probably feel a little better. I could probably help you feel a little bit better. But God had a plan for Joseph. Because we can look back in retrospect and we read the Bible. We know what the plan was, but Joseph didn't. God never sent anybody to Joseph to reveal him, Hey, just stick with me, Joseph. Somewhere down the road here, you're going to be the prime minister of Egypt. He'd have probably respond to something like I would. I wish you guys, no, ain't no way. And he didn't have that destiny in mind for Joseph just so Joseph would be repaid for all of the evil things that happened to him, but God was in the business of saving the nation. And to save the nation of Israel, he had to get Joseph at a certain place. And because of that, his relationship with God, God used him in strategic and significant ways. So as Brother David makes his way forward this morning, could it be that, could it be that is where we are today, High Point Church? Could it be that we are being prepared for such a time as this? Such a time as this for God to use us in ways that He's never used His church before. Could it be that He is preparing us and molding us and shaping us to be used in strategic and significant ways in a world that's coming unraveled? Well, Pastor, I wish you quit talking about the world coming unraveled. Friend, you haven't seen nothing yet. He needs a people representing Him in this day and hour that we live that will work and put His name on everything they do. Amen. So, if you haven't already going forward, whatever your place and your lot and your position in life is right now, whatever the task is you have to do before you in the days and weeks and the months to come, whether it's in your place of employment, whether it's at home, whether it's taking care of your home, whatever it is, or remember, you're doing it for Jesus Christ. Whatever you do in word or deed, he said, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God and the Father through Him. So today, I ask, could it be, oh, there's so much that we don't understand and know why, why this, why that? Why did these events unfold and why didn't God step in and do things differently here, there, or whatever the case might be?
But I suggest to you today that in what little I know, and trust me, it's very little, God is preparing you for such a time as this. We live in an hour and a time we have never been to before. In my 65 years, I've never seen a time in the United States of America like we are in today. The godly principles and precepts that this nation was founded and built upon have been destroyed. And the nation has turned its back on God. Here we are in such an hour as this, still holding up that blood-stained banner that says, without Jesus Christ, we have nothing. Amen. So... you sit down at that keyboard next week and you work on whatever it is you're working on for whoever it is you're working for remember who you're doing that for when you're working around the house and you're doing remember who you're doing that for Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. And I dare say, if we would serve Him and work for Him with that understanding, there's a lot of things we'd do differently. Amen. Would you stand? I need Thee, oh, I need Thee, every hour, I need Thee, oh, bless me. Would some of y'all gather in? Let's gather in this morning. Savior.